Hi, I'm Simon Thiexton and welcome to the Cooperage at our brewery here in Massam as we celebrate the Thiexton's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year. This year's long list contains giants of the genre, best-selling hits and an exciting range of thrilling stories set around the world, proving the remarkable talent and offer in the world of crime fiction. The shortlist is already too close to call, so we encourage everyone to get voting. A hearty toast of Old Peculiar to all our long-listed authors for this coveted award and we look forward to what we know will be a fiercely fought competition. In the meantime, I'm going to have a glass of Old Peculiar because they say a glass of Old Peculiar and a crime novel go very well together. And I'll tell you why when you come to Harrogate for our festival in July. Cheers. I'm Joe Haddo and this is our series of interviews with the Thigston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Long Listies, produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with title sponsor Thigston Old Peculiar. And today I'm joined by best-selling author Ruth Ware. Hello. Hi, I'm so pleased to be here. Oh, we're so pleased to have you here and it's lovely to see you. Are you well? I'm very well, all the better for being longlisted, which is such an honour. I was just, yeah, over the moon when I found out. So that's made my day slash month slash probably year. So <laughs> huge congratulations! I mean, it's a big deal, this, and you must have um, must have put a bit of um, I don't know pep in your step when you found out. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, ultimately. Um, the reason I write is because, you know, I want to find out what happens to my characters. I love connecting with readers and so on. But there is something, you know, uniquely bolstering about having, um, you know, a, a jury of disinterested people pat you on the back. It's incredibly <laughs> encouraging. So thank you to anyone involved in that. <laughs> um, can you introduce us to Hannah and Will and just set up the story of the It Girl for those who might not have come to this one yet? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the premise of the It Girl is that my main character is Hannah. She's a bookseller living in Edinburgh. Um, she's married to her husband, Will. They're expecting their first child. So on the face of it, her life is pretty idyllic. Um, but we quickly learned that 10 years ago when Hannah was at university, her roommate April was brutally murdered and the college porter was convicted largely on Hannah's evidence. Um, and just as the story opens in the present day, um, the man that was convicted, John Neville, has died in prison. And on the face of it, this should be really good news for Hannah. It should enable her to move forward, focus on the life that she and her husband are bringing into the world. But in actual fact, what it forces her to do is face up to the fact that she's never been completely happy with the conviction. There's questions she's never been able to answer. There's things she's never been able to figure out. And so she goes on a quest to find out the answer to some of her questions. Was the title one of yours? It was. Yeah, most of my title. I've been pretty lucky with my titles. I occasionally have them rejected um, <laughs> or more often I've got, you know, a couple of possibilities and the publishers prefer one to the other. But this one was there um, pretty much right from the beginning. I think very early drafts of the book are just called College because I didn't have a title <laughs> for it then. Um, but the, the idea of April, who is the murdered main character um, as an it girl, as sort of her identity as someone kind of at the center of social media and with this really enviable lifestyle. Um, that was sort of baked into the manuscript from pretty early on, along with the title. 
Did you have any uh, it girls at, at your school when you were growing up? I didn't, and I didn't go to Oxford, um, which <laughs> made me, uh, the book is set at Oxford University at an imaginary college. I bet I a lot of people have asked you that now, haven't they? Yeah, and actually a lot of people have just assumed that I went there, um, but I, I didn't. Um, I didn't apply. I think I had a sort of weird kind of reverse snobbishness uh, feeling about it. Um, but a lot of my friends did. Um, and so I've always had this sort of slightly... I guess slightly what if, like what if I had applied, what if I'd been accepted, you know, that Oxford is written about so much in in books and novels and, and you know, there's some amazing crime novels set um, there as well, that um, it feels really quite trepidatious to be sort of, you know, venturing on that, on that hallowed turf. Um, but no, I went to a really ordinary, comprehensive school. I went to Manchester University, which was amazing, but very devoid of it girls. Um, so no, I, I didn't know any it girls. Um, you know, I think it was much more sort of something that we all, you know, read about in the newspapers, in magazines, and certainly the 90s which was when I was at school and and just about to go to university the novel is set about 10 years after that um I think in some ways was the era of the it girl you know there were mm. a lot of people like kind of Tara Palmer Tompkinson Paris Hilton in the press a lot um and that kind of really relentless quite hostile um sort of very double-edged coverage where on the one hand these women were being held up as sort of the ideal of womanhood you know what we should all be aspiring to in a way that I very much didn't I've never wanted to be that kind of person um, but at the same time being sort of held up almost for ridicule to be kind of torn mm. down and sort of an invitation to point out everything that's quote unquote wrong and shallow and yeah. you know it it just yeah it's it's really interesting to watch and quite unsettling you know <laughs> as a particularly as a young woman to sort of look at well you know basically there's no way for me to win if I am this person um that's apparently a bad thing to be but if I'm not I'm somehow inadequate so yeah, yeah it's very it's a very interesting topic I think because I remember in sort of the late 90s maybe early noughties um and being quite young and and someone on telly discussing Tara Para Palmer Tompkinson well done I can never say her name um and he, he was just going but all she does is go to parties um and I think that's possibly is what she, the only thing all that she did but that was sort of like you know she was in that weird strange sort of lifestyle that maybe was envied by a lot of people as well which is why it got people angry I don't know yeah I think so and I think they were sort of in the forefront of the kind of phenomenon that we see today which is sort of famous for being famous you yeah. know the age of the influencer um sort of the kind of Kim Kardashian kind of phenomenon where we're sort of fascinated by these people but at the same time we've <laughs> feel they're sort of you know strangely undeserving because what did they ever do apart from be famous and the truth is actually you know it usually takes a hell of a lot of hard work and intelligence to to make a career out of being famous um but yeah all, all of those questions are kind of circling around the it girl and the um april um is a kind of proto influencer because the book mm. is set in um 2010 um which was partly a function of the fact that I wanted the present day strand to be now. Um, but when I started researching it and sort of trying to think about what was different about university in 2010 versus when I went, which was sort of more around the millennium, 
of course the main thing is that Instagram came out in 2010 that was the year it was launched and the idea of a a university um period spent in the glare of the smartphone of you know any mistake being posted up on Instagram or social media for other people to to you know to to be there forever um that was obviously a very major difference and something that sort of filtered its way into the book a little bit there's so there's so much in this book there's there's lots of big themes and there's some great characters and everything it really is a great read um and you've already said that you were chuffed obviously to be uh, longlisted but what does the the Thixton Alt peculiar crime novel of the year award mean to you i think it's just you know it, it's an acknowledgement that you're doing something interesting something worthwhile something worth taking a second look at but specifically in the crime sphere and mm -hmm. you know crime I think as a genre often tends to get overlooked for you know literary awards um and I think there's a sort of assumption that if you're writing a crime novel, you're primarily doing it just to write a cracking good read. And of course, you know, on one level, that is what all of us hope to do. But I think the best crime novels are doing something so much more than that. You know, we're asking questions about society. We're asking questions about justice, about what it means to be, you know, uh, someone fighting for um, the answers in, in the world today. Um, and I think it's it's the Theakston Soul Peculiar Prize is so valuable because, you know, it recognises the, the best crime novels that do exactly that. And it's just, yeah, it's just wonderful to be to be longlisted. So, well, it's just lovely to have you on the list. It's lovely to talk to you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you hopefully in July in Harrogate when I'll be across uh, in front of the swan waving at everyone on the lawn. Absolutely. I will be there. Try and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening and you like the sound of Ruth's book, well, you can purchase it right now if you haven't got it from our friends at Waterstones. And once you've read it, you can vote for it to be on our shortlist. If you want to do that, you just have to visit HarrogateThinkstoncrimeAward.com before Thursday, the 18th of May, mind. Uh, and you can cast your vote there. Um, I'll see you there then. Have a wonderful couple of months beforehand and um, Thixton's on me. Amazing. Thanks, Joe.